0: Hi, so as much as it's uh, lifestyle habits that dictate how much sleep and therefore mental and physical recovery time we get after 40, uh, there are supplements that can help nudge us in the right direction naturally, while also caffeine can mess everything up if it's not managed correctly. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about what natural supplements I recommend for better sleep, but also how you can cut back on coffee or indeed Colored it out completely the way I have, without necessarily feeling like you're doing without something that brings you joy every day. Hey, Chris here with another episode of the Over 40 Freaking Awesome podcast. You are very welcome, my friend. This uh, podcast is designed to help guys in their 40s, 50s and beyond to get in shape, thrive again, boost health and well-being, but you know, without having to be too weird about it. Uh, check the episode description for links to free training and supplement guides to help you get started. And also shout out to a listener, Jeff, who asked whether my video course Operation House Some Bastard is available as audio only, as he likes to listen to things while he goes about his day rather than having to sit and watch videos. Jeff, you are a genius. Inexplicably, it never occurred to me the podcast listeners would prefer to listen to a course. So I'm on the case. I will be putting an audio version together of Operation Hampton Bastard this week, and by saying this out loud on a podcast, that will allow me to manage my inner asshole who I talked about a couple of episodes ago. So this means I won't procrastinate. I will get it done. I won't put it off and I'll have details of the audio version of the course for everybody next week. Anyway. Let's talk about sleep. So as I've said before, being active, not drinking alcohol in the evenings, getting away from screens before bedtime, those are the best ways to ensure good quality sleep. We need sleep as men over 40 in order to regulate metabolism, testosterone, mood, energy levels. It's a pretty important thing to uh, nail. But there are also a few natural supplements that, can, that you can take daily, just in small doses, that can help nudge you in the right direction. So I want to talk about four of them. And then, as I said, in the second half of this episode, I'm going to talk about how to manage your caffeine intake too, so that you don't keep shooting yourself in the foot. So sleep supplements, the mineral magnesium, regulates your nervous system and your natural melatonin production so that you're mentally and physically calm and you feel sleepy at bedtime. So all magnesium compounds aren't necessarily the same. So the regular compound sold in stores is magnesium oxide. That can cause some stomach upsets. So magnesium three on eight may also be preferable to you. And that's linked to Better Focus uh, the following day too. There's a new kid on the block in magnesium land, uh, magnesium glycinate. That's another great option, which I'm going to talk about in a sec. But whatever you go for, there's no hard and fast rules really about when to take it. Uh, I take 400 milligrams Per day, a 200 milligram dose at midday, and then a 200 milligram dose before bed. But don't overthink it. Just try and get some magnesium into you on a daily basis. Its calming effects on your mind and your body, coupled with the melatonin boosting powers, make it uh, my kind of personal go-to everyday natural safe sleep supplement. So we also have glycine. Glycine is an amino acid which ensures that you produce enough of this sleepy hormone, melatonin, naturally. That's in contrast to sleeping pills, which completely take over your body's melatonin production and increase it to unnatural levels just to knock you out. So glycine has a calming effect on your brain and helps to clear your mind at bedtime. And studies showed that just three grams in water before bed uh, can help you fall asleep faster, enhance sleep quality and reduce uh, grogginess the following day. So like I said, two or three grams a day is sufficient. More of it is safe, but it's just unnecessary. There's no point mega dosing with some things, you just end up peeing it out. Or what you can do is kill two birds with one stone like I do, which is to take glycine together with magnesium in the form of magnesium glycinate that I mentioned a second ago. So those are two kind of minerals that can help you fall asleep naturally. I want to talk now about an adaptogen that helps to manage your anxiety and your stress levels so to stop you kind of lying awake late at night, trying to fall asleep, trying to solve the world's problems. So ashwagandha is an adaptogen, meaning that it can help your body cope with uh, stress. It's been shown to reduce cortisol with your stress hormone, manage anxiety, which as I said, often gets in our way of falling asleep when we want to. So I use just 0.5 grams per day, literally just the tip of a teaspoon of the powder, though you can get it in capsule form. As I've spoken about before, it helped me to reduced my cortisol levels by 58% after a blood test showed that my stress hormones were uh, sky high. So I can personally attest to its effectiveness. More than a gram a day is unnecessary and can have side effects, such as a lack of focus. It It can make you feel a bit spaced out if you're taking it during the day. So as with magnesium, as with glycine, more is not necessarily better when it comes to these. We just want a tiny dose to nudge us in the right direction. But Certainly a little bit of ashwagandha is a great uh, addition to a smoothie or a pre-bedtime hot drink, just to help you fall asleep instead of worrying at bedtime. So those three, magnesium and glycine and ashwagandha, nudge you in the right direction, as I said. There are other things that kind of give you a bigger nudge. We're getting more into, say, sleeping pill territory. Um, So I'm going to talk about tryptophan and 5-HTP, I'm numbing them both uh, together. Tryptophan is an essential amino acid used in the treatment of anxiety, insomnia and mood disorders, while 5-HTP is produced when we metabolise tryptophan, and it's the precursor to serotonin, which we then synthesise to make our old friend melatonin, our sleepy hormone. However, while magnesium and glycine and ashwagandha help us with natural melatonin production, tryptophan and 5-HTP do almost too good a job at increasing melatonin production. It's almost like taking a hammer to crack a nut. They can deplete dopamine levels when taken long-term if you're relying on them, and then they can increase your risk of depression and high stress. So as such, they're they're similar to prescribed sleep medication. They do help you sleep, but they can't be relied upon long-term. So I've only personally used 5-HTP to help with uh, jet lag when we go and visit uh, my wife's family in Canada, just to force me to feel sleepier at times that my body hasn't yet adapted to. And I know others who use it after particularly stressful days, just as a one-off, when they fear that they won't be able to switch off come bedtime. So when it comes to those sleep supplements, you don't need to, nor should you take all of those in big doses to rely upon them to help you fall asleep every single night of your life. That's overkill. It's not healthy. It's not sustainable. So what I do is for everyday use, I take magnesium glycinate, like I said, 200 milligrams um, with a midday hot drink, just, just how I remember to take it. And then also 200 milligrams just before bed. I also add a little pinch of ashwagandha, just half a gram to a protein shake during the day. That helps to keep my cortisol under control, allows me to deal with the stress of the day. I'm not trying to mentally solve the world's problems at bedtime anymore. Those other two, uh, 5-HTP and tryptophan, like I said, they're just a little strong for what we need on a daily basis, but they are potentially good as a one-off after a tough, stressful day. Or if you travel um, across time zones as part of your job too, just to help you switch off a little bit earlier, then maybe your body is ready to. But as I've said, All of these sleep supplements should be supplementing your regular daily healthy habits around being active, getting away from screens, bedtime, and avoiding spicy food and alcohol around bedtime too. No supplement on earth will help you fall asleep if your lifestyle habits are a complete shit show, I'm afraid. So those are things that can help us fall asleep. Now I want to talk about what in the past has stopped me falling asleep despite doing everything right. I suppose. So I want to talk about uh, caffeine. 49% of Americans drink 3 to 5 cups of coffee per day and I can bet you that everyone has a solid reason behind having each cup. Whether you're feeling tired or it's just what you have at breakfast time or you're on a lunch break or you're stressed, you're out with friends at a cafe or you need a break during work. I certainly had ingrained habits when I was drinking four cups of coffee a day, depending on the time, the mood, the place and the people I was with, but It was messing up my uh, digestion. My sleep was suffering. As I said, I was doing everything right, but I still couldn't fall asleep. My teeth were getting discolored and uh, my energy and focus were on a kind of constant roller coaster throughout the day. So I decided I had to uh, stop or at the very least cut back. And because I'm such a go-getter, it has only taken me four years to completely kick my habit. Yes, I have tried and failed a lot of times to give up. Coffee, but I want to talk about what finally worked for me if you're trying to give up coffee or at the very least cut back a little bit so there's a couple of things first that did not work at all, no matter how often I try. I tried to go completely cold turkey, uh no hot drinks, no coffee. I had just had water uh this caused me to have headaches uh, I was bored, I felt like I was being punished uh water seemed like the dullest, most soulless drink in the world so. I have tried to give up hot drinks completely multiple times, and each time after a week, I was uh, I was back in the comforting arms of uh, strong coffees. Uh, then I decided to replace all my coffees with herbal teas. So I tried green tea, fennel tea, chamomile tea, and then lots of other tea blends with kind of fancy, promising names like Energize, Chill, Calm, Spicy Focus. They always uh, they always try to make them sound fun, but I find them all gross, just like drinking warm dishwater, just as soulless as water, really. So time and again, every time I thought I'd find a great herbal tea that would replace my coffee, I would try it for a bit. But I was back with my abusive girlfriend, Mademoiselle Café, in no time. Well, eventually, I figured out the why of my coffee consumption. I needed to understand why was I drawn to coffee and in what circumstances. Why could nothing kind of compare to coffee. I found that I've the multi bitterness, I suppose, of a warm, milky coffee, I find that comforting a few times every day. It helped to break up my day, and as such, water or herbal teas with no milk in them just wasn't hitting the spot. So there was clearly a level of comfort and calm I was getting from drinking coffee, and I figured that it was because it was just what I needed at certain times. So first thing in the morning, Before I come in here to my studio to train clients, I would sit in peace in the kitchen, feeling a bit sorry for myself, I suppose, because I was up for work at 5.30am. Coffee helped me to kind of feel comforted. Then after lunch with my wife uh, in the kitchen every day, uh, she has a cup of tea. I have a cup of coffee. We have a chat. It's just what we do. If I was out meeting friends in a cafe, everyone was having coffee or tea. Having a cup of, of water or herbal tea just felt wrong. And then after dinner, I had another cup of coffee because my energy levels were flagging before coming back into my studio to train more clients. I felt I needed a pick-me-up, a drink equivalent, I suppose, of a hug. And coffee is a great hug, I suppose. So I realized if I was going to have to give up coffee, I wanted to replace it with something that fulfilled the same role in each situation. And so there was two drinks that helped me break up with coffee for good, I suppose. In none of my coffee drinking scenarios was I necessarily having one because I needed to uh, wake up or to focus. Uh, In fact, I would often find I was still yawning in the morning after my coffee and until I had a big glass of water. It turns out that dehydration is often the culprit for our intense tiredness in the morning rather than needing caffeine. So this was good news because it helped me to understand I didn't necessarily need caffeine first thing in the morning but as I said I still wanted something that felt nice and comforting. So two drinks that I found. Chicory root. I first tried this as an instant powder. It's the same colour as coffee. It's naturally a wee bit sweeter. You can add milk to it. It actually tasted okay and then I stumbled upon kind of flavoured chicory blends. So they're packaged the same as ground coffee. You can brew them in cafetiers and french presses and coffee machines. So this was bingo for me. I was able to prepare a drink in the same way as coffee. It looked like coffee. It had the same maltiness of a milky coffee. And I really liked some of the flavors. I have chicory. I suppose and coach chicory coffee now a couple of times a day. Uh, within a couple of weeks of doing this, my digestion has improved because uh, chicory is a prebiotic. My energy is stabilized. I find I don't miss coffee at all. I'd gradually stopped drinking coffee by mid-afternoon for sleep purposes anyway, a couple of years ago. Um, But coffee had uh, been still hanging around like a bad smell at bedtime. Uh, But my deep sleep statistics have improved after a couple of weeks of switching to chicory in the afternoon as well. So I have found in almost every situation that I wanted a coffee, drinking chicory root uh, helps me to not feel deprived. I still get the same hit, I suppose, that I was getting from coffee then decaf. If I'm in cafes with friends or with family, people that they don't sell chicory yet, it's not that common obviously. I have found that decaf is actually pretty nice these days compared to the last time I tried it maybe 10-15 years ago when it felt just fairly gross. So that's my cafe drink now. Decaf, many of them have the same taste, the same feeling, malty bitterness that I uh, was getting but without the caffeine. You may ask though, why not just switch to decaf completely and not drink uh, chicory? That's a good question. I actually tried to switch to just decaf but digestion wise there's clearly something in coffee both caffeinated and decaf that does not agree with my guts. I find my digestion was still affected if I was having multiple cups of decaf per day so it just wasn't a long-term solution. So why am I telling you about how to give up coffee? Uh, It's because it's just not as simple as trying to stop drinking coffee. If you were trying to give up alcohol, you would avoid the situations where you drink alcohol. You wouldn't go out to bars and pubs. You wouldn't hang around with your friends who are booze hounds. You wouldn't be buying alcohol to take home. It's not that simple though with coffee. There's so many scenarios probably in your life where you drink coffee and look forward to coffee. So if you're trying to cut back on caffeine, you need to analyze the why, the when, the where of you drinking it. Uh, Because it's not that simple to just avoid all of those scenarios. You need to figure out why you're drinking each cup of coffee. Uh, Are you tired or is it down to the time, the place, the people, the mood? If it's tiredness, understand that caffeine is just a very short-term solution. Your sleep and lifestyle habits and water consumption are much more likely to affect your energy levels throughout the day than having to rely on coffee. If you can fix your reliance on caffeine this kind of roller coaster of energy that you experience most days will dissipate. Then for kind of situational coffees, I suppose, find an option that you like and enjoy that feels like a treat. So chicory worked for me. Maybe snazzy juices are your thing, flavored waters. Or maybe you'll enjoy those herbal teas more than I ever did. So I would encourage you to experiment a little with non-caffeinated coffee options. Make sure you're looking for a solution that you actually want to have rather than uh, maybe perceived healthy options that you feel you should have. So we covered a few sleep supplements there, natural sleep supplements, uh, most of which can help you on a daily basis just to nudge your body in the right direction. As I said, lifestyle habits are the most important thing to help you sleep uh, in terms of quality And quantity, but uh, magnesium glycinate and ashwagandha can certainly help with uh, sleepy hormone production and reducing anxiety pre-bedtime. As I said, 5-HTP and tryptophan can help you with a slightly bigger nudge on those days that you need it for whatever reason, but certainly aren't uh, long-term solutions. Another great long-term solution though for getting good quality sleep is cutting right back on your caffeine intake. One cup a day uh, before uh, lunchtime with Caffeine is fine, to be honest, you don't need to cut it out completely the way I have. But certainly, figuring out why you're drinking coffee, what are the situations, why you're relying on it, and finding better options is a great long-term solution for digestion, for energy regulation, and to make sure that you fall asleep when you actually want. As I've said before, sleep really does fix so many things for guys our age, in terms of testosterone, metabolism, digestion, and energy regulation throughout the day. As much as we get sidetracked by diet hacks, workout hacks, and supplements and things like that, if you can just nail your sleep, you will feel like a million bucks, your life will change in so many awesome ways. So this week, just try and nail your sleep, prioritize your sleep, and you can thank me later. Uh, Like I said, episode description, www.offercoach.com. There's free guides on supplements and workouts. There, I will, I promise, I will have this audio version of the Operation Hansom Bastard course available for you next week, too. In the meantime, any uh, questions at all you have about keeping yourself in shape in your 40s, 50s, and beyond, reach out via email chris at offacoach.com. Again, I will stick that in the episode description, too. I love getting emails. I also love getting uh, reviews of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to this right now on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you just quickly went to the app hit five stars. If you want to add a sentence about how useful you're finding this podcast, that's lovely too. But at the very least, hitting five stars would be very much appreciated. But take care of yourself this week, mate, and I'll talk to you soon.